It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Yes, welcome to the latest edition of Off The Leash for Greyhound Racing Victoria. On RSN 927, Relay Stations, our social media as well. You're with Andrew Cuse. Let's welcome along from GRV, Molly Haynes and George Ferruja. How are you both? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, good morning. Uh, good morning. A lot uh, happening in the Greyhound world, Mol, as usual. Now, I think we're going to have to start every week with a with a wrap of the success that you've had as an owner. True Detective, oh, a Greyhound we mentioned this, la- last week. Yeah, um, come up for his, what, third consecutive victory? Yeah. On Thursday at Sandown, now in a middle distance. No, Sunday at Sandown, now in a middle distance feature on Thursday night. Yeah, he went really nice. <laughs> yeah, we're really, really happy with him. George um, has tried to keep this one under wraps. Not really, no. He's just, <laughs> I think the dog surprised a little bit. He's, um, <laughs> yeah, he seems to be heading in the right direction and hopefully he can run 700. I haven't Undefeated. had a very good group class stayer yet. That'll be lovely. Well, look, at least you've had a, a good group class <laughs> greyhound. Let's not yeah. get too greedy, George. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We can't keep it too much under wraps because we were chatting before the show started that the Greyhound's getting close now to starting at a pretty short price favourite. So uh, punters like a winner, and um, especially if a winner keeps winning. (laughs) Good luck with that Greyhound, George. Thank you. Let's talk about the um, McKenna Memorial Molly. There's a few M's in that sentence. (laughs) That there is. Now, the McKenna Memorial was won by often imitated at Sandown Park last Thursday night in race record time. 33.92. 33.92. And look, I know the time was phenomenal, but I think how she won it was definitely her most impressive performance, I think. I think it was outstanding. I mean, it was such a good field and the way she didn't really begin all that well. Yeah. Um, and, and chasing down Neo Cleo. I know. And then just, yeah, sort of uh, just planted the flag and said, come and get me. And she was just too good for them. Neo Cleo was terrific running yeah. second, but... Uh, Often imitated, again, from an awkward draw as well. Um, absolutely no excuses for any other chaser. She was just unbelievable at $7.60 as well. <laughs> I know a few people who had a little bit of a nibble on her. She uh, led up Dinah Chance of the week before, didn't she, and, and just got run down. But I think she stri- stripped a lot fitter for the run. So uh, we see her in again in a free-for-all at Sandown uh, tomorrow night. Exactly. Now, she comes up against a greyhound by the name of Hone In. Now, I'm jumping, I've been jumping at the opportunity to mention this dog really quickly. He's trained by... By Brett and Kelly Bravo. He's got box one in the free-for-all um, up against often imitated at Sandown tomorrow night. Now, he's had 104 starts, 34 wins, 19 second placings and 14 third placings. He's still winning. At near five years of age. At top level. At top yeah. level. Yeah, look, I think if you ask trainers, this is probably the, the prototype of Greyhound they'd love in their kennel. Yeah. Um, I, I read the article on GRV where... Uh, How good is it? That yeah. Jared wrote that and he did a great job. Yeah, and, and Kelly mentioning that um, he's just such a hard chaser. Yeah. And I think when they reach you know, 104, 105 starts, there's no other... Uh, chaser around. Like, I mean, they, they've got to be, don't they? And exactly. yeah, he's he's doing it so well. He's got a very, very good record from the inside. So he's, uh, look, it's a bit of a step up for him in a sense because, uh, you know, uh, the likes of uh, often imitated are going so well. And Lectra Spring uh, was very good at the Meadows last week, but uh, you wouldn't discount Honin, that's for sure. Absolutely not. All right, now let's talk about the uh, Peter Mossman Opal. Yes, that was at Wentworth Park on Saturday night, and a Victorian claimed the honours, and it was Starter Riot. Now, George, we didn't really give Starter Riot too much of a run heading into heading this heading into the um, Peter Mossman Opal. There were some very good dogs in this race, and 
I mean, she was so impressive. And I think, you know, the odds of $9 kind of said that punters were, were I suppose, in, in the same mindset as us. I don't necessarily feel silly, but I'm very, very happy with what she did. Oh, look, I think we acknowledged her after her fantastic winning oh, at Cranbourne, um, which was which was outstanding. Um, yeah, look, I think the box draw too played a little yeah. part of it. Um, there was some real speed in the race with flossing, and, and uh, Miley Nismo off box one had just come out of nowhere in a sense. She's got a, a terrific record. She'll be winning a lot of races, but uh, I really liked the way Starter Riot did it. I, I spoke to Lisa earlier in the week where at Cranbourne she jumped to the front and won a feature race. This time she had to come from behind and yeah. win it. That's a sign of a very, very very good dog and yeah she was fantastic exactly now I do have to mention feral Frankie now what a name I think everyone in Australia has got behind this dog purely because of the name he took out the Vic Peters classic in the group one double header at Wentworth Park last weekend so not a Victorian but I dare say we'd love to see him here at some point well he's just got a picket fence hasn't he he's won eight in a row now feral Frankie he's doing it from awkward draws um, also I mean, he's just been outstanding. Um, as we said, he had to do it from box five again. He was always winning in the run. Yeah. Uh, he was just the way <laughs> he was too close, and we all know his finishing burst. He was absolutely outstanding. The best place Victorian, I think, it was Western Envoy, wasn't it for yep. for Ange Langdon? But uh, Feral Frankie, we can't wait to see him in Victoria. The way he's building up a record, it's that far out. But I mean, Top Gun starts yeah. get coming into people's minds, doesn't it? Yeah. Molly, you're our go-to when it comes to jewellery and trophies. Yeah. You mentioned the bracelet in New Zealand. You mentioned the Easter egg. Is there an opal given out in Sydney for that race? No, or... I'm not sure to tell you the truth. I wouldn't mind it if there was an opal handed out. Um, well, well, they changed the... the it uh, did change, they, yeah, though, did It was it, always the Peter Mosman yeah. open for all for um, all males and females, but now they've made it the Peter Mosman opal. Um, so hopefully they thought of something clever like that. Yeah. Thanks for that, Andrew. We'll, well, well actually, I've learned something too because I... I was it's so it's not a new race it's just the change of name because I do recall the Peter Mossman so it's just a, a change of uh, yeah. yep. essentially a, a change of race because only females can obviously go into right. it now and yeah. then yeah in the opposite um is the yeah Vic Peters classic for for just the boys so they've kind yeah. of evened it out a little bit Let's move on to, well, a time-honoured race with a, a kind of newish race. I'm talking about the Maturity Classic and, of course, the Fireball. Now, unfortunately, the, the heats aren't out as of yet. They will be in, in a couple of hours, unfortunately, because I would have loved to dive in and, and talk to these heats. But, look, the Fireball, first of all, on Saturday night at the Meadows, Tornado Tears, I'd say, is a certain starter in these. He's had, what, three weeks off after his Super Stays victory in, at Albion Park. I think I'm very much looking forward to seeing what he does. At, I suppose his home track, we, we love him back here in Victoria. We do. Uh, probably a bittersweet race for Connections because he did win this race last yep. year, but I think that's where the injury came, uh, yep. where he, he did hurt his hock. So hopefully uh, we avoid all that. But, yeah, he's one of the nominations. And how about the maturity? I think there's almost 100 nominations. Yep. So There are a lot of noms for this one, yeah. but there are some hot young greyhounds running around and one that I definitely want to see, and I'm going to be upset if I don't, is Sinachi or Seneki, a track record holder at Brisbane. I think that he might follow in Mapunga Blazers' footsteps, possibly. He won the Brisbane Cup and then went on to... Actually, no, have I got that wrong? No, he broke the track record yeah. and then went yeah, on to win the, the maturity. He did. Mapunga Blazer won the derby there, didn't he? Yeah, yeah I think he flying won. Amy... Yeah, he won the Flying Amy Classic. That's right. So, yeah, look, I mean, Sinachi, you'd think, is going to be the headline act, the way he uh, handled Albion Park. He's already run a couple of times at, at the Meadows and been absolutely outstanding. I think he's going to be incredibly hard to beat. That's $100,000 for the winner. This yeah. year, of course, only a two-week series. So why is that? Do you know? 
I'm not sure. I haven't really spoken about. It. I thought Put you it, on the spot. I thought it might have been because there might have been a lack of nominations yep. at the start. But I mean, clearly there isn't. I mean, there's around a hundred here, so there's there's plenty. Um, we'll be out there um, for the meadows, um, doing tweets and, and Facebook throughout the night. We'll also yep. have live streaming of the box draw, which will happen after the last heat, obviously. So uh, just log on to our, uh, our social media pages uh, to get all the latest information about this fantastic race. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. You are with Andrew Cues, Molly Haynes, George Ferruja talking greyhounds off the leash, one of our many programs devoted to greyhound racing on RSN 927. Let's talk about something away from results on the track to uh, the greyhound industry trying to uh, help out a... uh, well, a, a tragic story in recent times, Molly. Yeah, that's right. Look, the greyhound industry are really rallying behind a New South Wales um, family and behind in particular an eight-year-old um, girl by the name of Bailey Atkins. Now, the start of June, Bailey lost three of her siblings in a house fire and on Saturday night at Wentworth Park, they raised almost $50,000 to help Bailey, or to, I suppose to, to put forward towards Bailey's future and, and really get behind. I suppose you just see the camaraderie when horrible things happen in the greyhound industry. I think um, one person who really without even knowing, um, you know, turned up to the track in Charlie Mayo, one of your your good friends, George, he turned up to the track not really uh, understanding what the whole night was about at first and ended up um, spending, what, over 15000 um towards Bailey's future. Yeah, look, um, he's got uh, a heart as big as a lion, uh, Charlie. There's no doubt about it. Of course, he owns Flynn and a couple of other greyhounds. He also had a winner... Uh, he try. He owned a greyhound uh, to win in America at Wheeling really? Downs. Yeah. Wow. So when we went to America, he uh, bought a greyhound at auction. Uh, yeah. Who won a race last week? Uh, CTW Lucky Leon is the name of the greyhound. But uh, on this, yeah, he just he went up to uh, Sydney. I spoke to him before he went up. He paid fifteen thousand for a seven month old pup out of Aston DB. He bought him a Punga Blazer straw without having a, a broody to uh, use it with. And yeah, I think uh, I think it really hit home uh, for for Charlie. But um, He's also re-syndicating that pup for $1,000 shares, which uh, every single cent will be donated back to the family. Yeah, which is just just fantastic. And coming from someone who just went to Wentworth Park to catch up with some friends and then realised that the night was about rallying behind the Atkins family, a really prominent family in in New South Wales greyhound racing. So... um, if you are interested in being a part of this Aston DB pup, I, I believe it's being read in New South Wales at the moment. Is, yeah. um, jump onto GRV's Facebook and, and send us a message and we'll put you in touch with Charlie to be involved. There's um, $1,000 shares. I think Charlie was hoping, best case scenario, for 100 shares in this pup. I mean, it sounds like a lot of people, but I think the possibility of raising a hundred, you know, 100000 for for this family, it weigh, you know, I suppose outweighs the money that you're forking out. Yeah, it does. And look, um, it, um, yeah, nothing can replace what's happened to this poor family, obviously. But um, any way that the Greyhound community can help. And as you said, I think you touched on a good point. I think... Um, you know, there's a lot of com- competitive nature in, with within trainers and owners yeah. um, as we go along, but I think uh, we're able to, to band together when it comes to, to things like this. So hopefully it all goes well, and, and congratulations for Charlie for, for putting his hand up. Now, getting underway very soon, Molly, are a number of uh, information sessions and workshops regarding the 
Code of Practice commencing next year. Yes, that's right. Look, the Code of Practice starts on January 1 and we've touched on this before. It is probably one of the most important documents heading in uh, for Greyhound Racing's future. Um, And a part of the Code of Practice is these establishment health management plans. Now, they are a little bit wordy. There's about 25 protocols that uh, that make up this health management plan. So what GIV are doing, they're putting on workshops at the local clubs to your area. Um, And this is going to be a three and a half, four hour block. So you sit down, you do your information session first, and then we help you fill out your health management plan. So you put aside four hours and then you don't have to worry about the admin side of the initial setup. So the first um, the first workshop is at Cranbourne, um, and they're incorporating the Cranbourne-Hillsville-Sandown region. This is at, um, at Trios. It's on Saturday the 27th of July at 10.30am. So make sure you check out the GIV website. Um, there'll be updates on all of the, the Code of Practice workshops and information sessions. So it's I just can't stress how important it is to come along to these because this is the future yeah. and we're trying to help. Yeah, I, I think uh, a lot of trainers and owners and uh, and breeders will, will certainly uh, make the trek down, that's for sure. So it will be interesting. Do you have to book? Is it So with yep, the Cranburn so, yeah. on the 27th, uh, 10.30, so bookings will be required. Yep, so bookings, numbers are- yeah, bookings are required. So they, they're booking through tri-bookings, I believe. Um, but it's all on the club's website as well as GRV's website. And, and if you're unsure as to, to how to access them, just give the Cranbourne Club a call. And, and that way we can make sure that everyone is attending these sessions because I know it is a pain to sit down and lose three and a half, four hours of your time. But this is so, so important. All right, uh, Cranburn coming up 10.30, the 27th of July, the first of these uh, Code of Practice information sessions. Let's move on to the National Straight Track uh, Championship, Molly, and uh, of, of course this it does involve uh, three tracks, including the new track at uh, Murray Bridge. Yes, that's right. I don't think they're too far away from starting Murray Bridge. Um, on their straight track, there's Murray Bridge, Capellabar and Hillsville. They're all, we have spoken about this before, but they're all banding together for the National Straight Track Championships. But there's been some improvements since we last spoke about it. GRV have actually um, added a GRV bonus to the National Straight Track Championships of 14500 Now, that takes the prize money for the first year of the National Straight Track Championships to $50,000. So, big money. And, uh, look, it would be great to see some really nice dogs get involved in this series. We we will see really nice dogs. That's the beauty of it. We're going to see some absolute straight track stars. And uh, what I love about it, too, is that the winner gets entry into the Heelsville Cup uh, heats, which yes. is uh, which is fantastic. 35500 to the winner, yep. uh, which is uh, absolutely outstanding. Three South Australia, three Queensland, two from Victoria, and we get the two reserves, as you mentioned. And also, just on a quick side note, the Heelsville Cup is now bought in line with our other country cup, so it's at $67,000. Still yep. group three um, <coughs> prize money, or still group three status, um, but I think that's just with the agro rating, so hopefully we'll get up to group two standing. It'll get up to standing. group two for sure, yep. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Well, joining us on Off The Leash, and in fact, Molly, we can ask her whether there was any uh, opal in the jewellery or the (laughs) acknowledgement with the Peter Mossman because, of course, we're talking about our guest, uh, Lisa Helmuth, who takes our call to talk about Start A Riot. Lisa, thanks for joining us. We were wondering whether the uh, win in Sydney had anything to do with opals, if they added the jewellery or anything to the trophy since they changed the name. They, they did. They did an opal necklace, which was beautiful, yep. <laughs> I got showered with things when I was 
standing <laughs> up at the dais with the dog. I had the dog, the poor dog fell off the dais because they just kept throwing me with trophies, jewellery, this medal. <laughs> you, left go, you let go of the dog, Lisa, as soon as jewellery came on board, eh? <laughs> Yeah, the poor dog. <laughs> <laughs> now, Lisa, what a month you've had with Starter Right. The Winter Trios Cup at Cranbourne and now the Group 1 Peter Mossman Opal. Has the past month sunk in yet for you guys yet? Uh, no, I don't think it ever will. <laughs> um, when we first out won our first group, it season sunk in. We just sit back and look at the trophies and think, wow, you know, like, we can't believe we've won them. And on the and the drive home was like we were laughing and talking about it because we couldn't believe we'd won the Peter Mosman as well as well. Would have been a, an easier ride home, as I mentioned to Keith earlier this week. Now in both races, Lisa, she was certainly decent odds. She was four dollars in the in the Winter Cup. She had an awkward draw there. She was yeah. nine dollars in the Peter Mosman Opal. Uh, I spoke to you before the race, and you said that um, there was a little bit of speed around you with Flossing and Co. What what yeah. kind of chance did you give her in the lead up to those to both of those races? Well, at Cranbourne, well, we all know that Fox Falls is squeeze box, and uh, Keith. Keith thought that she might jump well. Being out of box for a Cranbourne, you have to jump well. Otherwise, you just get squeezed out of the race. So she's been, she'd been a Cranbourne twice before and had no luck. I think she had box three and box four. And both times, she was just squeezed out of it um, with quicker beginners. So um, I thought when we got box four at Cranbourne, not a hope. <laughs> so, but when, and in the first, in, in the actual heat, she didn't jump too bad. Her time was the slowest, and I think because of that, they didn't rate her, but she did get held up um, during the heat. But in the final, I can't believe how quick she jumped. She just flew out of the boxes, and that's what you need to do in box four. I can't believe she'd done it. Um, <laughs> no, we'll, we were very excited to see her jump to the front. Oh, yeah, yeah. I knew once she jumped to the front that um, she was a good chance because she does, she is a strong finisher, so, yeah, I knew we were in with a good chance when she jumped that night. Now, you and your husband, Keith, bred Starter Riot out of one of your broodies who you actually tried to give away a couple of times, but she kept finding her way back to your place. Can you tell us a little bit about the story there? When they were, well, we always have one broody at home to breed with because we're only small. So when they were young... Um, Flash Riot was savage, and we knew that she w- was going to fight virtually in races. She just didn't get along with any of the litter. The only one we could put her in with when she was young was this big fawn dog that had standover tactics on her, and, and that was the only one she could be in with because she just ripped the other ones to shreds. So um, when that, and, and she did end up fighting in her races and I think she only had 10 to 12 starts and in the end we had to pull the pin but our original the, the original bitch we were going to keep for breeding was Rowdy Ronda and she um we lost her in a race at Geelong so then we thought we'd keep headline to breed with but um I'm, I, I like to think that I could give my dogs either to a home or keep them or give them to somebody that wants to breed so we thought we would give Flash right away for breeding because she wouldn't suit being a gap dog. Um, and 
somebody had her for, and I won't say who, had her for two weeks and gave her back and said she was that savage and nasty with the other girls at their place that they couldn't have her there. And then another person took her and um, same thing, he did, well, he tried to race her and we warned him what she was like Um, and he gave her back because she was too nasty and I thought, well, the only other option is to keep her for breeding because I wasn't going to put her down. So we ended up giving headphones away for a broody and keeping her, and this is what we ended up with. It's amazing um, <clears throat> when you talk about flesh right. I think that one of the positive, and, and just, I mean, you, you know yourself, Lisa, those sort of characteristics in greyhounds are very rare, aren't they? They're usually very yep. placid animals. But yep. the one thing I suppose that in her favour was she did come from a very, very good litter, didn't she? I mean, I still remember when her brother, Fulish and Rowdy um, Rhonda started at Ballarat, and they ran yep. low 25 yep. seconds. I mean, that's something that we just don't see even to this day, really. No, and and the litter, that litter was actually a little bit disappointing because there was more in that litter that could run. There was um, Ricardo Racer, he did, and this was even before they redid the track at Cranbourne, you know, he was running low 30s, which you barely got a dog to run 30 O's or, you know, 30 20s, and that was his first look at Cranbourne. Flash Riot trolled there in 30 06. Um the whole litter could run, but they were disappointing because you know, they were injured or, you know, they had little glitches in their race, their racing abilities. And, um, yeah, but we, I think we got every single one of those dogs to the track. I think the slowest was Big Wainwright, who was 42 kilos. <laughs> That's but, understandable um, why he'd be slow. Now, Flash Riot's yeah. first litter to Magic Sprite, which obviously produced yeah. Starter Riot, included four other pups. Now, together, these guys have had 81 starts so far for 30 wins. Now, that's not a bad effort at all, but how are you rating the the rest of the litter? I know it's like uh, comparing your favourite child with, you know, Starter Riot in there, but, like, I, uh, what kind of future are you seeing with the rest of this litter? Well, the, the other three aren't going to be 500 runners. They're all a short course. Handsome's out at the moment because he's um, torn his triangle. So he could do 450. We might get 400 out of him. And the other two are only short course. But they all, they're all exactly the same. They chase. They, they're just honest chasers. You know, you know, you put them in the box and they're going to get 100%. And they're all reasonable beginners. So um, I think with this litter, we've been really lucky as well. But um, yeah, ch- they chase. Just like, they, 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 they certainly do. I mean, it, it, we've got Starter Riot now. Is the maturity on the cards? Has she been nominated for that, Lisa? Because she has yeah. been, uh, uh, as a young greyhound at the Meadows, and has shown really good speed. They're broken 30 seconds quite easily, including once yeah. in a final back there in February. So yeah. is she maturity bound? Yeah, yeah, we've entered her for the maturity, and she's won six out of six at the Meadows. But in saying that, there's going to be, like, she's up against the dogs as well as the bitches, and, like, this has um, gone up a grade. So uh, we'll just see how she goes, with that, um, yeah, in the maturity. But, yeah, this is going to be a lot harder, I think. Lisa, well done. Congratulations. Enjoy the ride, as they say, and uh, thanks for joining us on Off the Leash. 
Thank you very much. Lisa Helmuth there. You can certainly sense the enthusiasm there off the back of those results. Let's go to a few of our regular segments before we wrap up the show. George, the Watchdog Form Service, how's that been faring? Yeah, really well at Horsham yesterday, tipping seven of the 11 winners. That's a, a fair strike rate. And uh, Shepparton on Monday selected a $4.60 winner in Stylish Bree for a little bit of value there. So uh, get the best greyhound form and expert selections by downloading the Watchdog app, now with click-to-bet functions. And Molly, what about some of the tab best bets? Now, winners of Grinners, $15,000 was put on at $1.95 on a greyhound by the name of Rio Mia at Ballarat. And there was also $9,000 put on at $1.85 on that same greyhound. Now, better luck next time. There was $6,800 put on at $1.15 on Jabrina, who finished second at the Just Meadows. Just got run down, yeah. And round of applause. I have to mention this, often imitated. Someone put $500, managed to get it on at 10s in the McKenna Memorial. There's a uh, couple of trips to Bali, that's for sure. So well done, uh, but always remember to gamble responsibly. All right, our Litter of the Week, Molly. Now, George has done Litter of the Week for me this week, and it's a bombastic Shiraz never duplicated litter, George. Yeah, so never duplicated a sister to often imitated. I like their two names. Uh, Look, she was no slouch. She won over five, six, seven hundred metres at Sandown and five and six hundred metres at the Meadows. So great versatility there for Never, never Duplicated. And the times were very good. It's 41.72 at Sandown, 34.05 at Sandown and 29.91 at the Meadows. I mean, that just shows speed and strength. She's from a litter that also included Aston Cometo, of course, who's a two-time Country Cup winner. Unfortunately, has recently uh, broken down. But, uh, Retiring a faster, to stud? Yeah, a faster greyhound you'd never see. And uh, the grandmother of these Pups, of course, was two-time Group 1 Sandown Cup winner. Sweet it is. There's a boy and two girls. And we finish off Molly with our Gap Dog of the Week. Now, Sox is our Gap Dog of the Week. He's a three-year-old black male. He's a very excitable boy and is looking for a super fun and active family. He loves the outdoors and the Gap Girls do think he will require a bigger backyard, but no children, unfortunately. So if you think you could get, um, you could provide Sox with a home, um, just look on the, the Gap website, which is gap.gov.org.au and and don't forget, the next Adoption Day is at the Meadows on, on Sunday, the 11th of August. Terrific. Molly and George, we'll see you again. And more information, of course, on the GRV website. Thanks for listening to Off the Leash. Want to hear Off the Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.